right, greetings and salutations, loud talkers. I am the Renaissance man with a touch of Southern charm, Dorio Davis, and welcome to Say It Louder, the podcast, season two, episode 205. I am thankful you have tuned in as we navigate this space called life and the good, the bad, and downright ugly things it can bring. But nonetheless, you are here for a purpose and a reason that is higher and more important than you know. So... Thank you and welcome. I invite you to follow my IG pages at the Dorio Soul and at Crescent Media Productions LLC, where you will find more content and get notifications about new episodes and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. F.D. Davis. No matter what platform you have used to tune into this class, I thank you and I'm glad that you're here. And hey, I want to hear from you. So I want you to have some voice regarding this content. So what do you want to hear? If there's anything that you would like for me to discuss, send me an email to LLC at gmail.com and just let me know what you want to hear and I will research it and give my perspective. In the last episode, we covered toxicity and also gave some reasons as to why one is attracted to someone who is considered to be toxic or has toxic traits or behaviors. The following reasons were identified. You have a tendency to try to fix people. You see the good in people. You experienced a bad breakup. You dealt with trauma as a kid. You fall for the cover-up. And you are about the chase. Folks, I was trying to chase folks. Who don't want to be chased or want to be caught. But, hey, I digress. To discuss this further, Loud Talkers, I have guests in the building to continue the conversation about the topics of toxicity. And we're going to add some information about the dating scene right now from the perspective of two beauties I have sitting in front of me. Yes, we are about to get it on and talk about this topic from the perspective of two black, single, successful queens, all right? My first guest, she lives in the Atlanta metro area. Her name is Victoria Edwards. She's a mother, master cosmetologist, and owner of, you say the name, Viva Luscious Salon. Viva Luscious Salon and hair extensions. Prior to becoming a licensed beauty professional, she acquired a BIS in theater communications at Georgia State University and also served 12 years with the U.S. Army National Guard in Florida and Georgia. All right, so give it up for Victoria Edwards. All right, my second guest is Markia Graham. Markia resides in the DMV. Does anybody really know how much I love, 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 love the DMV? Because I do. She has a bachelor's in sociology and criminal justice from Bowie State. Come on, HBCU. And a master's in social work from the University of Maryland, Baltimore's School of Social Work. She is a licensed clinical social worker. Let me say that again. She's a licensed clinical social worker and psychiatric behavior clinician. Licensed in not only Maryland, 
but also Texas. All right, so she's not just in one state. I mean, this girl, she's up in the northern area, and then she's got, got a touch in the south, too. Come on now. Come on, geographical areas. <laughs> Her background is in child welfare and mental health. Loud talkers. Welcome to the mic, Marquia Graham. All right, Queen, so let's get into this topic of dating and toxicity. So, yeah. So, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, so we're about to get into all of this. Now, let's start with this. So, of course, everything has a genesis, right? So, was there something that you can now recall as an adult that you were told as a kid or that you saw as a kid that kind of set a platform of, you know, how you kind of maneuver dating or when looking for a guy? guy don't want you if you're quote-unquote easy or if you sleep with them quickly mm -hmm. i'm seeing that is most of the chicks who sleep first day they getting wiped up um <laughs> wait a minute they getting wiped up hoes get wiped up oh <laughs> oh wiped up pretty quick oh <laughs> okay um um what else um little things like oh a man likes a woman with longer hair um i'm learning that's more of a preferential thing mm -hmm. um uh the the money situation that's kind of changed now in 20 what the what we in the early early mid 2000s um back from what when i first started dating back in like 2000 early 2000s is financially as a woman if you're just dating in this it's this Atlanta pool, you might want to have your your own money, um, because men look at that mm -hmm. as like she. I need to make sure she's financially fit. She's you know got a good sh head on her shoulder. But it used to be before you shouldn't have to worry about if you had money. Mm -hmm. Um, it was good to have your own money, but that wasn't like a necessity for a man. Mm -hmm. So now it's the necessity. It's kind of it's, it's kind of mm. a necessity now, <laughs> oh. and it's not. It's um, and I think it's because of you know the independent women movement and men are kind of like, well, shit. If I don't gotta work, if I if she gonna do everything, I can kind of sit back and chill and let her kind of take the role. But at the same time, they still wanna have that. Um, that power or that um, lead role as a man, though. But that's some of the some of the things I've learned. My dad always say, you know, his money isn't your money, but at the same time, it's like, well, now he's thinking the the roles have changed. He's kind of thinking like, oh, well, she got money, we gonna be straight. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. What you think about? Um, unfortunately, I really didn't have a lot of conversations about dating growing up. I think one thing that like my dad told me was to make sure that they treat you right. Mm -hmm. um, and to this day, I feel like that's kind of still instilled. Just make sure that they treat you right. Um, I would say I observed 
Um, you know, I grew up with my aunt, so I always observed her being this independent black woman, working, not depending on a man for anything. So I think I kind of gravitated towards that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. So kind of how you said about money. Um, I've always been big on just having my own money. Um, so, and I also really don't have a lot of good examples, I would say, of, like, successful marriages that I was able to see growing up. So, it's kind of been just guiding myself, um, through experiences, lessons, what I've observed. Um, so I'm here now. (laughs) Okay, so, one thing that I heard, you both mentioned your dad, and how that played, like, planted a, a seed in you and how you're kind of navigating now. And I also heard where you were, you really looked at the people who surrounded you, right? Mm-hmm. And the examples that they showed. So it's like you, you heard one thing, you saw something, mm-hmm. and it kind of shaped your outlook on dating or looking for a, or not even looking for, but joining with a potential mate. Right. So it really begs me to like identify that we have to first have the conversation, but we also have to be examples Mm -hmm. of, you know, what we want our children, our nieces, our nephews to kind of guide themselves by and ensuring that it's healthy Mm -hmm. because it's no longer do as I say, not as I do. Mm Do as I say and do as I do. Right. It's both. It's not just one. Right. Right? Okay, so based on those things, how is that guiding you, you know, as you are navigating dating now? Mm-hmm. Is it struggle bus? Oh, d- d- <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. a struggle <clears throat> bus. It's, it's definitely a struggle bus, but um, I think... If you learn how to date, and I'm, I'm learning that's what you have to do. Like, you have to literally learn how to mm-hmm. date, not just be out there. You have to be intentional about yeah. what you want, know what you want, and kind of, like, weed people out quickly. And I'm learning how to do that now because I, I am not a serial dater. I am a... A monogamous person so okay. I want to be with one person mm-hmm. if I like you then I like you and that's mm-hmm. a, a big thing for me too because I don't like a lot of people right. no, don't. <laughs> I don't like no. a lot of people at all you could be the finest person but if there's no connection or something it's just like oh dang I wish this worked but <laughs> I'm good mm-hmm. but um learning to get to know people like really get to know um people is uh it's really intentional like be intentional mm-hmm. about dating, not just, oh, I like this guy, oh, he cute, or whatever, but at the end of the day, is he, does he have the same core values that you have? Um, do you like to bathe every day? Oh. Like, do you like to go to work? <laughs> like, those are things, like, yeah. people really not out here bathing. Yeah. Like, just That's true, I'm also <laughs> the real dusty on Instagram. Like, <laughs> like wait, 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 oh, no, I just had these shorts. No, bro, like, you dirty again. Go change your clothes mm-hmm. and bathe again. <laughs> like, no. Wow. How is it that you, as a woman, from the perspective of a woman, how is it that you are able to date but not become a hotel? 
You know, because the thing is, and let's just call it out, mm-hmm. there is a double standard it is. when it comes to men mm-hmm. dating and women dating. So how is it the how is it that women are able to date and n- not cross over into the line of being considered to be a hoe? Right. So okay, that's it's funny because that was a part of part of the reason why I'm not a serial dater. So let's go back to my childhood. My dad and my uncles they will always tell me about their little stories as mm-hmm. uh, early teenagers, as early as I learned about sex. A little bit before, they were already talking to me about guys. And one of the things my dad and my uncle used to say, you don't want to be the person. (laughs) Tell it. You don't want to be the person you get married to this guy. And him and his homeboys, they had the bachelorette part, the bachelor part. And they're like, oh, you marrying her? I, yeah, I know her. I, and you know, they looking like I and everybody in the corner talking because everybody in the neighborhood that had you. So... (laughs) So, coming back to the day, I, that's a part of the reason why I am like a monogamous dater. Mm-hmm. Like, I only want to be with one person. Now, if I don't like you, then we just not going to date. Right. But if I like you and we, we got to buy whatever. But when it comes to being th- that double standard with not becoming that hotel, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you want to call it, yeah. you have to... I think as you're dating, you have to really set those boundaries. Now, if you are just out here trying to be in the streets, be for the streets, mm-hmm. then, of course, you, you're you going to become that revolving door for uh, men or men, whoever you mm-hmm. date. But you have to, at some point, set a boundary and be like, okay, I'm going to go out to eat with this person, but I'm not going to be actually sleeping with them. Mm-hmm. So... But in today's climate, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people are sleeping first dates. They are, you know, one night standing. I mean, I know it's been done for years, but it's even more prevalent. Like, it's people sleeping with two, three people in a day. Like, (laughs) and 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 these are different people. These aren't the same. You know, I'm just yeah. And it's um. I think you just got to have a standard. And if you don't have a standard, then, of course, if you're sleeping with people, Atlanta's a small community. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of people here, people know people. Something's going to get back about you now. With the the women's movement, as far as, like, you know, I'm Sexual freedom. Yes. And... It's kind of, like, not as frowned upon, and especially with the younger Millennials, yeah, that's, what I was, that's what I'm saying. Younger millennials, is definitely different. They're they're, they're very fluid, yeah. and so anything can go. Because Marquia, you're more of the young millennial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I will say, like my group, we we are very um, yes, date multiple people, not intentionally sleeping with them or partly sleeping with them, but yeah, we we have rosters. Um, <laughs> I think we've just had so many bad situations of like giving our all to one person and it not working out and that's just being traumatized so it's yes let's date multiple people and kind of hey the best man works and it's it's sad but it's real like um yeah so i a lot of my friends are just like yep i'm going out this person one day this person one day um so i think it's kind of more normalized and it's not like oh my god girl it's like oh good girl good um you know keep your options open um, 
and you know whosoever is, is moving intentional and like really um you know shows that they want you you know they'll end up being you know your person so um it's just really interesting how you know it's kind of more normalized to date multiple yeah. people not having sex with all of them right um but just going out and having fun and it's Okay. You mentioned something, and I want to get your take on it from a behavioral, Mm -hmm. you know, um, standpoint. Um, And taking, you know, and looking at it in that way, does it lend to believe that there was something, you know, lacking or if there was a traumatic event Mm -hmm. or something that occurred that kind of shifted this tide in in such a substantial way? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, with trauma comes like trying to protect yourself. So, um, you know, we do things such as, you know, dating multiple people to try to protect ourselves from being hurt again. Um, You know, with all trauma, it's some type of, um, you know, just way of protecting yourself. So it comes out in different ways. So I think um, in this instance... You know, it's just keeping your options open, not getting your heart really involved, um, mm. and trying to protect you from being hurt again. So being emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And kind of keeping your roster filled so that you always have something to do. Mm-hmm. You're always able to converse with somebody, yep. right? Uh, and But it also, in doing that, it keeps you from having to deal with your stuff. I was just going to say, yeah. so are you able to actually heal and doing that process because if you're kind of spread mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. one are you really able to get to know someone and are you able to heal yourself from your past trauma that right. you're usually mm-hmm. that's from a recent relationship right. like are you able to heal from that whatever hurt that they've caused um to you right yeah that's a good question and um unfortunately no no i think um you know, recently I've tried like therapy um, to kind of work through it, um, and then I put myself out there, and it's like another failed attempt. So it's just Those like failures, honey. Yeah. So it's like here we go. It's a, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but no. And then it's like you end something. It's like okay, well I'm gonna focus on myself. I'm gonna heal, and then you go back out there, and the cycle repeats. So I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Um, I want to get into this. So. Do y'all have a list? Do you have a list of requirements? I, I, I don't. Okay, so I don't. Oh, she pulled out her phone. <laughs> I don't have a list. However, this would be considered a list. And it's. I think it's prayers for my husband. Let me see. Uh, is, it, um, is it prayers for my husband? Let me see. Confessions for myself. And so in my confessions, I do have like what I would like, and it's pretty long. <laughs> it's pretty long. I'm looking at it like, look, it's, like, it's pretty long. But I, I don't have a list per se. I wouldn't go. <laughs> it's a whole list right there. It's a whole. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I mean, man. <laughs> But I'm gonna be very transparent right now. I had a list. I had a list. I, I, and I put it under my I put it under my bed. Um I put it under my mattress. Yeah. I, I did. Print this out and put it under my mattress. Yeah, yeah I put it under my mattress. No, I printed it out. Friends. I prayed over it. I put oil on yeah. it. 
I did. I did. I was like, shoot, man, it's crazy it, it out is, here. It is crazy. It's like, man. it's crazy. Go ahead. Me Walker. and my girlfriends had like, we had like a night in and just, you know, she had the sage. We were going around with the sage and we wrote out a list, um, what we thought to be realistic of what we <laughs> want in a partner. And it's actually. What are some of the things that are on your list? Like, what are some of the non-negotiables for you? Were my non-negotiables um, just around honesty, loyalty? Like I don't do cheating. I, you know, lying. I, I mean, I think everybody lies um, to a certain extent. So um, you want to be able to trust somebody. Yeah, exactly. Trust, loyalty, honesty, um, sense of humor um, is major. Um, financial stability, and not necessarily numbers i think that's something i had to kind of reevaluate but just are you able to pay your bills are you able to take me out are we able to travel which is really important to me um there are a few of mine um are you able to lead are you are we able to be partners um Mm. that's some of mine yeah for me um i'm looking at some self-control is big um a man who can't control his anger, mm-hmm. control his um, his emotions, period. Yeah. And I'm not saying, mm-hmm. like, hold them in control, but actually know how to... Like, communicate? Communicate them, or they need to be placed in the right situations mm-hmm. or areas in life. Like, if you're angry um, about something from work... I don't need you to call me cussing me out. You can call me mm, and talk that to me That displaced anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need it. None of your emotions to be displaced. I need you to learn how to control that and, um, I guess, allocate it properly. Okay. Um, uh, I would say finances, but finances isn't a big thing. It's, it's important. It's very important, but it's not a non-negotiable because finances can change. We 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 look at the climate today, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people are getting laid off, recessions. Mm-hmm. But next year, a lot of people will be hired too. Yeah. So um, that's not a non-negotiable for me. Um, hitting. I mean, I like to like play or whatever, but any type of grabbing, any mm-hmm. type of hit, anything. Where I feel like I'm gonna be afraid for my life, yeah, that's a non-negotiable. I grew up in a home where my mom would um would fight, yeah, for. But I remember um when my well, just give a lot of info. <laughs> um, my stepdad had told my mom he was gonna kill her. He was gonna go into the um outside and get a gun, and I went. I was I want to say in like kindergarten, first grade. I went to the kitchen and got a, a butter knife and I was in the bed waiting because I'm like, he, I'm going to kill him and I got a butter knife. But yeah. I'm like, he ain't going to kill my mom. I'm going to kill him before he kill my mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I I don't want to relive that. I, I was at a little baby wanting to kill myself yeah. because of that type of environment. Like, I, my mom had me praying, you know, I, I told you. Yeah, I, I come from a very you know, Pentecostal. Yeah, But yeah. literally, I had them, I was old enough to be able to write, so I had to be probably in the first grade. But I had them wrote a suicide letter. Oh, wow. Because I didn't want to be in that environment. So, that's a non-negotiable for me. Like, you cannot hit me. Mm-hmm. 
even raising your voice at me that's like uh-uh i need to see how you are when you're angry if you cannot have self-control we go into the bible the fruits of the spirit and that's one of the i want to say one of the first ones is self-control if you're not able to control yourself and be mm-hmm. be in control of your life when it comes to how you respond to things in life then I, I I can't do it. I can't be led by you. I can't I I I submit. I can't do none of that because at the end of the day, now I feel like you're gonna lead me into a life of hell. Mm-hmm. And that's I I lived that as a kid, and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. grow up. I mean, be an adult and willingly live that type of life. So. So based off of that, because that was in, you know, your beginning years of being on this earth. And this is an example that you saw, which a lot of the things that we do, a lot of the behaviors, if they're not dealt with, um, they come out. Mm -hmm. Right. And we tend to make decisions that repeat the cycle of our the abuse that we have Mm -hmm. seen. Do you find that because of that you not intentionally, but sometimes gravitate to people who possess that. I think so. I think so. I think um, unconsciously I do, but I kind of notice it. I'm like, oh, why they feel like they could do this over me? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they feel like they could probably tell me what to do instead of asking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, baby, can you do this? Or go do this. There, there's two different things. You know, two yeah. different there's a command and then there's a question like i'm not your slave where you just command me to do something yeah i'm I'm not married to you and marriage to me is not a slave ship situation yeah so like you can't just tell me what to do now if you would like for me to do something for you if you say it in the right tone or manner i'll do anything for you mm-hmm. but like having that authority authoritative I guess mm-hmm. tone with me I, I've noticed people try to do that They're like oh go do this go do that because I'm naturally just a, oh, okay I'll do this for you I'm I'll be a sweet pie if you want me to be but I've noticed people in the past have definitely I've attracted I'll say that type of person okay Markia what about you yeah I would say the same um find myself in a lot of situations where I'm trying to fix people. Ah. Um, I think that also kind of goes into my profession. Yeah. Um, I just want to help everyone. I just want to be superwoman. And it's just, it gets exhausting because I am constantly pouring into people. Mm. Um, And it has to do with trauma. um, You know, just my profession and just wanting to fix people. Yeah. Um, Save everyone. Yeah. Draining. So it's wow. That's real. That's oh, that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like you both are kind of aware of you know, even though you may kind of gravitate to it because it's kind of natural. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, you were like, wait a minute, ding, 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 up, up, yeah. alarm, alarm, Will Robinson, Will Robinson, danger, <laughs> danger, right? yeah (laughs) danger danger like there's something that's like wait a minute this i remember this Mm -hmm. right and it's one thing to choose it in your profession and it becomes like a life mission Mm -hmm. 
because the thing is, I, I definitely understand that because I live in my trauma every day mm-hmm. when I go to work. Right. And it's because right. of, you know, what I experienced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's the whole mindset of wanting to be, wanting to give a different experience to someone, right? And be a help. But it's another thing to do it when it's in, like it's in your personal life, yeah. Yeah. right? So having the alarm on the inside to say, okay, this feels familiar. This does not feel good. Okay, let me course correct. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you all are in the, you have that alarm on the inside of you that says, okay, yeah, I got to fix this. Yeah. Right. Is there a difference between I have some things I need to work on and being toxic? Is there a difference? <laughs> I had some good questions, though. Yeah, that's a good one. Like. Yeah, I just got some things I need to work on. You know, you know, I had a rough time. You know, I had some traumas. You know, growing up, and you know, I may have seen some abuse in my in my house where my dad may have abused my mom, and you know, I have these anger issues as you spoke about. But I'm trying to get it together. Have you spoken to somebody? No, I ain't spoke to nobody. But uh, you know, I'm trying to. Yeah, when you said I'm trying, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 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 okay. Yeah, so is it a difference between the things I need to work on and, man, you toxic as, you know, (laughs) come on. No, that's just a toxic person aware of their bullshit. Okay. I mean, because, I mean, you don't have to be a bad person to be toxic. Mm -hmm. You could just have certain things that you do that are just, you know, toxic. Like, okay, remember I told you (laughs) the other day, I was like, this guy, um... I, I just I just decided not to speak to him today or whatever because I know he get on his nerves. Mm-hmm. That's toxic right there <laughs> in itself. That doesn't make me a bad person, but that day I didn't feel like speaking to him. So I came out of the bathroom and I looked his way and I looked at him. He said, oh, you ain't going to speak to me? Now, that was like, oh, shoot, okay. Like, but that's mm-hmm. also toxic too. <laughs> yeah. That's also toxic too. Now, what I was doing was purposely done mm-hmm. to invoke <laughs> that, that response type of re- yeah. reaction from yeah. him because I like when you do that, but that whole scenario is just toxic. <laughs> That's a good example. That's- it's toxic, but that doesn't make me a bad person. However, when you're saying, "Oh well, you know," what I'm saying like I ain't ready for no relationship because I've been tied down, but you still want to have relationship benefits or do whatever. Mm-hmm. At this time, now you're being manipulative. Mm. And you're, I was thinking. You're, you're playing mind mm-hmm. games. So you're you're getting me emotionally attached to you. Mm-hmm. So that way, I can make an emotional decision instead of a logical decision. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hurting and trying to understand what's going on in my head. But it's hard because I'm a, a bit confused mm-hmm. And so you have to then step back and see, like, okay, this person is, they're aware of what they're doing. They're aware of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. They're just being extra toxic. Yeah. <laughs> but they're being manipulative, which is definitely uh, a big form, one of the most common forms to me of toxicity. Right. <clears throat> yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just being manipulative. 
um, I also think toxic, some behaviors are just their unwillingness to change. So it's like, yes, I'm trying. But like you said, are you taking the steps to, I've dated people where it's like, okay, I'm going to find a therapist for you. And it's like, did you call the therapist? No, no, I didn't. All right, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you then. <laughs> so, like, you just want to be in this space. And you want to be miserable. Um, so I think it's the unwillingness. The, and like you said, like purposely evoking feelings out of somebody just to like get a reaction that's toxic mm. <laughs> but i think we all have a little toxic in us you know yeah i think we i think we all have a little bit of that in us that we you know that we pull the lever you know sometimes um when did it when does it become too much like unhealthy unhealthy yes. i think when you are I guess that would be a little bit, but (laughs) when you are purposely, like when you know your intentions are not good, like, you know, you won't Mm -hmm. have any type of intention to be with a said person. Mm -hmm. However, you like benefits of being with said person. So you play mind games to keep them with you. At that point, it's too much because you could have been up front and be like, you know what? This is what I want, A, B, and C. Um, and then give them that option. But when you start manipulating people, you're taking away their their rights, their right to say yes or no. Okay. You're not giving them that option anymore. Now you're just like, no. And, and, and honestly, you're you're performing like witchcraft at that point. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So. As long as you're honest about where you are and giving the person the option of whether or not they want to go for the ride or not, right. then it's it's cool. Yeah, now, if the person makes... The so, it's decision. like, okay, so you have to establish the rules of engagement. Right. Right? Okay, what is this? Okay, well, I'm not wanting to be tied down. You know, I kind of go, you know, as I want. Are you up for this or are you not? Right. And so, and also in saying that, you need to make sure there are key words that you both understand. Like, okay, honestly, I'm just looking for somebody I can have sex with. Uh huh. That's very clear. Yeah. I'm not looking for someone I want to call every day. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for someone I'm trying to be in love with. Like, these are the things that really need to be said. Because yeah. if not, it's like, oh, I'm not really ready for anything right now. Okay, will you be ready anytime soon? If they're saying, I'm not ready for anything right now, that right now kind of, like, <laughs> gives us hope. Yeah, yeah. it gives us hope. It kind of lingers like, okay, so will you be ready tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> You could be around two or four hours. Right. How about the weekend? That weekend? The weekend? I'll give you a month. But no, like, just giving words to so people can, are really, really sure about what y'all are doing in the situationship. Because it's not a relationship. I mean, it's a form of a relationship, but it's not like a committed relationship. So letting them know, I don't want to commit to you. And I don't mean no disrespect, but... Honestly, this is what I'm looking for. Someone to have sex with. I want to have sex with probably not just you. I want to have sex with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Let them know that. 
And if they're up for the ride, then that's on them. Right. And, you know, you can cut your losses or you can always go and cite what it is that you stated at the beginning of what where you were, mm-hmm. right. right? But then for the other person, they have to accept responsibility because they made the decision that they yeah. were going to get a, a long, go along for that ride. Right. Yeah. And then going back to what you said earlier about fixing people, mm-hmm. right? You have to know what your uh, your limitations your li- exactly your limitations <laughs> yeah. are because in going back to are you about to chase? Mm-hmm. So you're chasing this person in an effort to see, okay, can I get this person to change them into who I want them to be within the time that I want them Mm -hmm. to, you know, to do it or to display that change. And in the course of that, you're getting hurt. And then in the course of you getting hurt, then you singing, I ain't going to cry no more. (laughs) And going back to, you know, to bring it up. You know, going to some for real, for real gut wrenching gospel like some Yolanda Adams or some Clocks or some some Vanessa Bell Armstrong, you know, to get you through. But here it is, you done signed up for this ride because you thought that you was gonna change this Joker that your that your what you got was good enough to change, and it was not. It was not. It was not. So it's like, okay, that ain't his or her fault because it's the same thing for guys too. Some guys go in saying that, you know, this is what I want and, you know, I see this this person, this this woman or, or whatever, and I'm going in and it ain't that. She's of the millennial mindset of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, texting with a whole bunch of, you know, I'm going out. I got a, a roster. As she said, I got a roster. And, you know, she's sticking with her roster. And you know the number is 13. What's the number 13? Of people, so there was this Instagram, this lady I watch, follow on Instagram, and she give like date tips or whatever. She's like a professional dating coach, and she says, "Ladies, you should have thirteen people in rotation." Oh my god! Wow. Thirteen before you, and she like gives dating like like your first date should be like a coffee date, not a dinner date, mm. not a movie. It need to be somewhere lit up in the in the <laughs> midday noonish <laughs> afternoon. And where y'all can really have a conversation, so you can know if you want to even go after that second, that to a second date. I remember somebody saying that it was actually a male who said this, that if you're going on a first date to a place that's like where the lights are dim and all this kind of, you know, this type of setting, then, and I don't agree with this, but that the woman should know that. Oh, something's gonna that's got to be something. Some. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't believe in that, but I remember that. I remember that being said. Wow. That, yeah. So now that I think about it, I'm like, I never would have thought about yeah, it that way. But now I'm like, I guess that is a romantic. <laughs> but even yeah. with that, that doesn't mean that you have to sleep with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also like, how many females? If a guy was like, let me take you on a coffee date, they're gonna be like. Nope, never mind. We're good. Correct. I, I don't know if that's a millennial Correct. thing, but it's like coffee date. I'm, I'm gonna go on a coffee date, y'all. But I'm just saying, like a lot of my friends, they're not going on coffee dates. Oh no. But are your friends looking to be like in a committed relationship, looking for marriage? They are. One of my friends is very like, if he doesn't spend money, like how is he gonna provide for the family? They're very like out there but it's like if he can't spend money on the first couple of dates some they will not pay for a date 
I think one of my friends said she's not paying for the first three dates. And she's like, I a know. man who wants to provide will pay for these three dates. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. When I was dating, I know I was I was riding a Dodge Duster. Okay? That thing was Duster. green. And I called it the Green Goblin. Mm. And my whole thing was if a person did not, especially like people who I knew who I was attracted to, mm-hmm. and they didn't give me the time of day in this Dodge Duster, mm. they weren't going to see me when I got my Mercedes. You understand right. what I mean? Right, right. And sure enough, when I got moved from the Dodge Duster, Duster to a Volkswagen Passat, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm good. Right. I'm good. And some of them, oh, my God, was like, it's like, whoa, I wish. But it was like, nah. You had to know your worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, because I was the same person and I had the I had to drive in this Dodge Duster. But because I had a Dodge Duster, you didn't, you weren't looking at me. You weren't checking for me. Right. right. You know. Now, I had a high rise apartment, but you didn't know that. Right. But you just saw the Duster. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you missed out. Right. You missed out. <laughs> you missed out. You missed out real bad. Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miami boys, real bad. Oh, man. So, I'm going to ask this, this question here. You have a little sister or a little cousin who's about to start her dating journey. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. What advice do you Ooh. give her? I would say be open-minded. Um, I think back to this list that I had when I was 25, 26, and how it's just changed so much as I'm about to be 33. Um, so be open-minded, um, not counting somebody out because they drive a Dodge Duster. Um, (laughs) definitely pay more attention to, um, you know, their heart, their motivation, um, just not being complacent, like their drive, I would say, um... And know your worth. Like you mentioned earlier, know your worth. I think uh, we settle a lot um, because we don't believe that we're good enough for someone um, of such, you know, good moral values. Um, So don't settle. Um, I'm reminded, don't settle. Be yourself. Be yourself. I would say be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of times... We're, we're not honest. Be honest with yourself and be honest with whoever you are potentially dating or whatever. But mainly with yourself because a lot of times we get in situations and we force ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, to um, like something about somebody or um, we accept certain things that mm-hmm. we normally would not accept because we want to be accepted or we're afraid of the rejection. So we will accept things that um, we normally wouldn't accept. So first and foremost, I would definitely say learn how to be honest with yourself. Know what you like and what you don't like. There are things you don't have to go through and experience, I feel, to actually know what you like and don't like when it comes to like a person. Um, So know what you... I think those are the most two important things I would say. Know what you like and don't like and be honest with yourself. So that way you're not as mm-hmm. a- accepting 
um, things that you really shouldn't accept, mm-hmm. and that'll help you not to go through things that you don't have to go through. Mm-hmm. If I could, add, I want to add something because you know I have sisters. So one thing that I always wanted them to be was I was independent, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted them. So I would say for them to learn themselves, but also to treat themselves with the standard to have a standard and to treat themselves with the standard so that when someone comes along, which somebody will, whether for the right purpose or the wrong purpose, they will have set a standard up in themselves to whether they would not settle. And even if at some point they do settle, there's going to be something, it's going to be the alarm that's going to come across and say, wait a minute, this is not right. I was treating myself better than how you treated me. You know, so they'll be able to see that difference. So. It's, it's, I, I was just listening to a YouTube video and they were they were kind of uh, I guess dissecting like uh, Marjorie Harvey mm-hmm. uh, relationship mm-hmm. and so I didn't know like her and Steve Harvey dated like over twenty years ago something like that and so basically they were saying like she didn't settle at the time I guess he said he saw her she came in late to a show mm-hmm. and he was like you know what woman I'm gonna marry you. Um, in the middle of the show and then um, they started dating but he was at the time losing his house mm-hmm. or, or becoming homeless or whatever I think they dated for like a year and then they stopped dating um, but in the I guess their conversation I guess one of the things that was said she was like come back when you're ready like mm-hmm. she did not settle she did not settle which I thought was like <laughs> it's like she knew she she knew what she wanted and she was honest with herself in the fact that 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 wasn't she wasn't going to be that person to and I'm not saying that she's not that type of person but I don't cuz I don't know her personally but she wasn't going to be out on the streets in a in a car she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't going to build him up for the next woman mm-hmm. but what I will do she's I respect where you're at but when you're ready if I'm still available come back and get me and to see them what 20 some years later Mm -hmm. she was available and he was available and they were able to get back together I thought that was so I at first when I was listening to it I was like oh my gosh that's so trifling but when I really (laughs) for real because you think of it from the standpoint of oh why she didn't have his back or whatever but she allowed him she she was honest with herself she knew that she did not want to go through that so she mm-hmm. didn't have to go through unnecessary stuff at least with him I don't know what else she went through in life yeah. but at least with him she did not have to go through unnecessary you know homelessness or whatever else she did not have to foot his bill um, she allowed him to be the man and find his way through life. And even in the video, which is crazy, the girl was saying, she was like, honestly, she let other women come and build him up and um, prepare him for her. Wow. Drops make. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I was like, wow. But that was all because I feel like she was honest with herself. And she respected the fact of where he was at. Okay, I respect you're at that point. But that's not where what I see for myself. Mm. But when you get to the standard that I have, I like you. We like each other. There's a vibe. Mm. If we're available for each other, then it could be. That whole preparing 
him for her, what other women doing. That, golly. <laughs> that was rough. That was rough right there. Yeah. I mean, because... <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about that. No, and I'm we don't hurting. talk about we don't I, talk about that. I've no, heard it before. Really, we don't hurting. talk about that. And I'm better because of you. Mm-hmm. Who? That was a line in the movie. I'm better because of you, Jacqueline. That was boomerang. That was boomerang. He was like, I'm better because of you. Jacqueline said that I am so much better, and I attribute that to you. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy told Halle Berry's character that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, she smacked wow. crap from him. <laughs> right. So, wow. So, don't be that person who is building this person for somebody else. So, we call them Builder Bears. <laughs> who are Builder Bear? Builder Bears, Builder Man. Like, they're. Whoa. Because, so, because mm. of the, the independent woman era. Like a lot of women are willing to build a man, build a man, pretty much be there for him to do whatever it is that he. I mean, if she needs a foot to bill financially, and so he get on his feet. Um, if he needs to go to school, if he whatever, there are mm-hmm. women out there who are willing to do it mm-hmm. because they have the finances or whatever the resources to do it. So for them, they may not feel like that they're doing any harm but they're actually doing a disservice to themselves yeah. and kind of yeah. to the man too yeah so and, and i think that came up earlier in our conversation so you know just about this idea of the masculinization of women right and in mm-hmm. in those roles right like okay the that i mean let's just talk let's just talk about it like women are definitely like the most educated group right mm-hmm. you know in the black women are taking this world by storm you know in all industries i mean it's just call it yeah. what it is and there are from your standpoint honestly are black men are black men holding to that same standard are they really re- reaching so the benchmark so like black women are it's so funny. So, um, I was listening to another black podcast. She was saying that in a lot of the seminars that she goes to, the, all of the continuing education, they were basically saying that majority of the time, it's women mm-hmm. who are paying a grip to be better as a person whether it's personal personal development, professional development, it's the women who are, who are dropping the dime yeah. to make sure that they are out there. But the men, the black men, they're not doing it. They're not doing it like that. Not at the rate where the black women are. Okay. Which is contributing to this whole thing that black women have to take this man, regardless of what they're... Regardless of if they had a good example of a dad... Who told them, you know, what they need to look out for and how they need to carry themselves. And they were shaped and molded by their mom, who was this pristine, you know, wife and mother. But when they get out on their own, they have to make this decision that, okay, you decent. Okay, I'll work with you. Is that what's happening? <laughs> you decent. I'll work with you. 
Like, is that what's going on? Oh my gosh. Um, because, uh, Lord have mercy. Is that what's happening out there? I, I, probably not like that, but like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you good enough. I can do this. No, because you know what? I can brush you off. I can brush your teeth. You work, you know, teach you how to do this real quick. Cross the T, dot the I, Because, uh, you know, just like, you know, I got family, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we family and, you know, we got nieces and nephews. I mean, that's just call it, you know, have yeah. male cousins who they need to be able to step their game up. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to present themselves. And, and be ready to go and be ready to, you know, do this thing called life. You can't be out there stepping mediocre now. No, you can't. You they can't, you can't be exuding me, you know, exerting mediocrity out here in these streets and you talking about you some kin to me. No. No. No, 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 that's not going to work. You can't bring Jojo, my, you can't bring Jojo Sasha's head to my to my to my doorstep and talk about, hey, uh, 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 this is no, you don't get this joke about my way, man. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But it's it's out here. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure why. Is it the music? Is it social media? Is it is it the poor examples that we are seeing? On mass media that is contributing to that, or is it? And is it like the lack that's happening at homes? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's, it's so funny when you say the social media portion. Mm-hmm. And I saw you asked us something about music yeah. and one of the free questions. So I, I I thought about that. And I wanted to say yes at first, but a lot of these artists are also writing out their experiences. <laughs> question for you right now based <laughs> off of that i got a hard question i want you to answer it truthfully when that joker said that he that's not what he was taught and that's when what he was doing what did you do you know that was so many years ago i i don't i probably just looked stupid like what because i was also i wasn't that same woman mm-hmm. i was more so of a little girl because i was like 20 21 and i was very timid i wasn't as out 
outspoken as I am now, mm-hmm. and I held a lot in. I wouldn't say how I felt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now I would have been like, end up it, open that up door. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> then I probably just was like, oh, okay. But I, I couldn't process it because mm-hmm. I, I really didn't understand, like, what do you mean just because he didn't teach you, you don't do it? Same right? scenario. What would you have done? Um, at this age, um, I probably would open the door myself. I honestly think, like, guys opening car doors, I'm like, oh, my God, that was so nice. Like, that's, like, the right to the group text about. Like, oh, you just open the car door. And it's so crazy. Because it doesn't happen. It doesn't. Wow. And it's actually kind of traumatizing. So, um, the guy, this guy that I like to do toxic, crazy stuff, just to <laughs> whatever. Um, now he is... Is this the guy that man. I know? Is this no, the one that I know? No, 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 no. Okay. okay. So, you know, I ain't like that joke. I told you. <laughs> I was like, heck no. No. <laughs> I and Listen, I am that big brother. I'm going... And listen, if you are in, you know, my circle, if you are part of me, I want to tell you the truth. If it, if you and cry, I, the truth, I, I, I ain't going to deal with that joker. I'm not. I'm Listen. I'm going to be holding myself back from getting ready to fight. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm that dude, and I've always been that dude. I I, I can't be nobody but me. Oh, Lord. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she know I straight up clown. So, anyways, <laughs> we... um. We were walking to public. It was a dude that you was talking to one day. I was I was eyeing that joker. I was scanning. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I, I was scanning. I was in a bunch of jokers. Right? I, I was scanning. I was like, oh, man, you ain't going to last long. <laughs> oh, gosh. And here we are. I ain't even going to get it. <laughs> All right. But, no, so we, we were um, leaving out the swan, mm-hmm. swan to go to Publix. And so I was going to touch the girl, door. And he was like, girl, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh. And so I walked to another door. He was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And I just walked out. I was like, I'm traumatized. And he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> Mind you, my dad, even in my dad's sickest days, where he could open the door for me, my dad will open the door, mm-hmm. open the car door, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was. He, was, uh, he taught me that. Yeah. However... When I got in the dating world, it was different. So, like, I know that everybody isn't my dad, but I still didn't uphold that standard Mm. because I was afraid of whatever backlash I was going to get, whether it was a rejection or um, getting cussed out because people are crazy out here. And you don't know what what it is. I mean, there are videos you see of men cussing women out just because they're like, I don't want to... No, what no, do you think that you're go doing for... too much? Like, right. the standards are high. Like, this girl want me to open the door for her. You open your own door. Like, and it's, it's just like, it's a simple thing, mm-hmm. opening the door. It's it's not, I mean, it's chivalry really dead. But it sounds uh, like it's it's all, almost extinct. <laughs> but not with my son, because I swear to God, if... <laughs> Let me stop. Nah, he's so mannerable. Yeah. Um, oh, golly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think even my 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 female coworkers they they know that I open doors I open doors for them they will stand right there they know now like day one they were like and he's going to so open crazy. the door and I do and when and they and they are married you know uh, in relationships and all of this but mm-hmm. 
as a dude, I believe, and it's based off, this is due to the teachings of my mother mm-hmm. and even the teachings of my father. You know, I open the door. Right. Yeah. But I, the thing when you said they go to the door and they stand there, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm just going there and stand there. But in my heart, I'm afraid I'm going to just be standing there and looking stupid and they just going to look at me and be like... I agree. I like slow up when I get the door. Like, do I you slow up a little like, bit. Do I, do I? <laughs> and so at that point, it's just like, okay, let me just make a decision to go ahead and open this door because I don't want to have any issues. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's where there's work that needs to be done in terms of identifying what those standards are mm-hmm. and really leaning into that. Because if your standard is a joke supposed to open the door for you, then right. you stand at that door. And if right. that joke don't open up the door, you have the ability to be able to open that door. But then you also have the ability to X that joke out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's see how he reacts. Because if it's a big deal, then... Yeah, no. We know he ain't the one. He ain't. <laughs> he ain't. Wow. This has been an awesome conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Um, I think we're just at the... This is just scratching the surface. There there are so many other avenues that we can take. There's so many other rabbit holes we can go down. Oh, we may have to come back and revisit this at some point for real. Okay, but deeper next time. Victoria and Marquia, thank you. Thank you for sharing your experiences. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I do believe that this is something that would not only help young ladies, but it also will help young men as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because folk, based on what y'all said, folk need help out here. Yeah. Go to a therapist, honey. See one. There ain't nothing or wrong with therapy. Or if you don't have one, write down questions and start writing down your thoughts and like, read them out loud so you can see how crazy your thoughts are starting, you know, are sounding. Like, you know, do something. Get a workbook and mm-hmm. fill out the work- workbook. You know, mm-hmm. self-help. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have fun, the finances for a therapist or whatever, but try to do some type of work. Mm-hmm. Listen to some motivational stuff that's going to change your mindset. But like, don't just sit up here and keep doing the same, yeah, same do the work. stuff. Put the work in. All gotta, right. Gotta do the work. All right, Victoria Marquia. Thank Yay! you. Thank you. And Zoriel, thank you. <laughs> And Loud Talkers, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Say It Loud of the Podcast. Again, this podcast is located on many platforms for your listening pleasure. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify. Be sure to listen to the other episodes and please subscribe and share with friends and loved ones. Hey, and based off of what we just discussed, it's some folk out there that really need this. So even the folk who don't, you don't like and who don't like you, go ahead and send them that link. Because, hey, we need to get better out here in these streets because it's crazy. All right? Don't forget to share your ideas with me by sending me an email to crescentmediaproductionsllc at gmail.com. Until next time, be good to one another. And if you can't be good to someone else, You being silent and out of the way is good enough. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourselves.